Hey, New Vision, I want to say happy Father's Day to all our fathers uh, out there. I want to say just a special happy Father's Day to my dad who's watching. Dad, I love you. And uh, not at home right now, so I'm up in northern Minnesota, so uh, away for this time. But it's kind of a neat place for me to be. I love to be up here every year about this time, and I'm up here with some buddies, and we're doing a little fishing and staying in a little cabin. And today, it's, uh, we're in June, the month of June, June, but it's about 48 degrees outside, so it's a little bit, a little bit chilly. You know, I'm thinking about my own life a lot, and one of the things that I'm really lousy at is I'm a, I'm a lousy listener. Uh, I hate to admit that, but, you know, in my marriage, there's been so many times with Amy, I, I just haven't, uh, I haven't listened well, and it's caused some problems in my marriage. I think about with my boys as a father through the years, I haven't always been a great listener to my boys to really listen and take the time to understand what they're going through. I'm always kind of wanting to coach them or teach them or share some truth with them and I haven't done a really good job of, of listening very well. You know, as a guy, many times we just wanna, we wanna fix things. And uh, that's not always the, the best thing to do. I'm up here with a bunch of friends, like I said, and we're on a little guy's fishing trips, like Daddy Disney World up here uh, for us. But you know, we sit around the table at night and uh, after a day of fishing, everybody's telling their stories. And I, I tend to be more of a story topper. You know, guys like that, I mean, nobody loves a story topper. I, I don't exactly listen to what everybody's saying. I just can't wait till I can talk and tell my story, which is a better story than, than yours sometimes or so I think. But I wanna talk about an issue today that is uh, way more important than any of that stuff. What does it really mean to learn to listen to God? I, I think the most important thing in any of our life is really developing the ability, and listen, it takes time, it takes some work, but it is worth it to learn to listen to God. You know, through the years, I, I'm an outdoorsman. I, I love that, I love hunting and, and, and fishing, and I understand that's not everybody's cup of tea, and I, I, totally, I totally get that. But one of the things about outdoorsmen, they spend really probably more time scouting than they do actually hunting or fishing and thinking about movements and patterns of, of wildlife and really trying to understand the wildlife. You know, a lot of times when you're fishing, you'll hear people say that. They'll say, let the fish tell you what they want. So you're trying a lot of different baits and really trying to find out what it is that the fish are really most attracted to that day. And so one of the things that I want to work on in my life is really the ability to scout the divine, to understand God, to, to know when it's his voice that is speaking to me amidst all these other things. And I think that can be a very confusing thing in our life. And so today, I know it's Father's Day, and of course, this is a message for, for fathers, but I really believe that the principles that we're going to talk about today are principles that uh, everybody, uh, men, women alike, if you're young or old, I think everyone today could say, you know what, I could really use some help in understanding how to learn to listen to the voice of God. And so one of the things I want to do, if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open them up to Genesis chapter 12, and we'll start, uh, we'll start with a familiar story. You know, we're, uh, we're in the, uh, coming to the end of this series, 2020, and embracing a new vision. And so today we're, we're talking about a, a new vision really of fatherhood. And one of the things about fatherhood, anytime you really talk to men, and, and I've gone to so many conferences throughout the years and spoken at men's events, we just, we tend to load men up with a lot of lists of things that they need to do to be better. And it's easy to kind of beat up on guys and, and a lot of people write a lot of books and make a lot of money uh, doing that and, and speaking. But I think there's really one thing that I think every man needs to grow in. And I think if, if, if a man could do this, if any person can do this, it's going to change everything else. And it's really learning to listen to God. Now, if you, if you made a short list of the great heroes in Scripture, I think without a doubt, 
a person who's going to be on that short list is a man by the name of Abraham. In fact, we're introduced to him early in the book of Genesis, very early in the Bible. He's one of the first characters we're introduced to. And anytime we study the life of Abraham, we study things that God does in Abraham's life. You know, we see that Abraham very early on, we're going to see in Genesis chapter 12, he, he moves to a land. He doesn't even know where he's going. He's just trusting God. When he gets there, God's going to show him that. He's, uh, he's going to be the father of the nation of Israel. That's a pretty good resume builder, isn't it? I mean, here's a man who's barren. He and his wife, Sarah, believes God, and he's well beyond child, she's well beyond childbearing years when they, when they have this child. And, and so amazing things happen in Abraham's life. Again, he's called the father of faith. That's a pretty good title. But one of the things that we never seem to talk about with Abraham is, is really his ability to listen to God. So I, I want to show you something. If you have your Bibles, look at Genesis chapter 12. Uh, I don't hear as well and I don't see as well, so I'm going to grab my glasses. Uh, let's look at Genesis chapter 12, starting in verse 1. And you're watching this in your, in your kitchen or in the den uh, with your family. And I just want us just to sort of feel like we're just sitting around having a little Bible study. And we're talking about something every single one of us, whether you're a 12-year-old middle school girl or you're a 75-year-old uh, grandfather, that we can grow in. It said, the Lord said to Abram. Now, it's interesting. Abraham has just a basic understanding of God. I mean, Abraham really comes from a family of, of pagans. And so Abraham, at this point, this is my belief, he understands there's a creator, but we're, we're not talking about a guy who's seminary trained, who has all this technical skill and finer points of theology. But one of the things that he has that uh, so few people have today is he knew uh, when God was speaking to him. He was able to drown out the noise and understand the voice of God. The Lord said to Abram, Abram, go out from your land, from your relatives and your father's house. This is a big move. I want you, I want you to move to the land that I will show you. I love that statement. Uh, God says to Abraham, go, and I'll tell you when you're there. You see, we like every single thing figured out in our life before we make a move. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great. God wants to do in and through you beyond anything you can imagine. But the key to that is, first of all, learning to listen to God and to obey. And how do we know when God's speaking to us? I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt, verse 3 says. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. This is this amazing message messianic promise uh, that God is giving through Abraham. And, and, and Abraham just doesn't even have the foggiest idea yet what's going to come down. But through Abraham's descendants, Messiah is going to come and everyone who believes in him is going to be spared judgment. So this is beyond his wildest dreams. But, but here's what I want you to see today. All this begins, all these great and amazing things begin with one thing. And what was it? Abraham knew how to hear God's voice. He knew how to listen to the voice of God. And don't you want to grow in that? I mean, at some level, can you connect with that and say, I certainly can. I want to be able to better hear God. Now, if you, if you want to, just turn over just a, a few chapters and let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 22 just very quickly. And then I want to make just a few points on really developing some active listening skills as it relates to your relationship with the Lord. So this is later on in Abraham's life. And and so this is after Abraham has this child of promise, this miraculous child, Isaac. And God asked him to do really a crazy thing, to sacrifice uh, the, this child. 
After these things, God tested Abraham, Genesis chapter 22, and said to him, here it is again, God is speaking again. Now, again, one of the reasons for bringing this up, in Genesis chapter 22, we've all heard probably numerous messages on Abraham sacrificing his son Isaac, and there are so many principles that we can flesh out, and we're not going to chase all those things down today. We're going to start, and we're going to see one thing. God speaks again to Abraham in a very specific way, and Abraham hears God's voice. Here's a guy who had learned to listen to God. God said to him, Abraham, and Abraham immediately responds, here I am, he answers. He knows it's the voice of God. Take your son, he said, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and and, and offer him, excuse me, there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I will tell you about. Again, we see this principle again. God does not give Abraham all the details, but he just hears God, he knows it's God, and he obeys the very last thing that God tells him to do, and God just continues to tell him more and directs his life. Uh, There's two things. You might want to write them down in the margin of your Bible. When we hear the voice of God, God's going to do two things. He's going to direct us, and he's going to protect us. I think that's important to understand. You see that in the life of Abraham. If you can learn to listen to God and hear God, and I will say this, men, just uh, again, another reminder. There's just a lot of lists, and I've preached a lot of Father's Day messages and talked about all these things dads need to do better, and you can kind of load guys up with a lot of guilt. You can leave on Sunday just feeling super guilty about all the areas that you're failing in as a man. But listen, again, let me just remind you, if you could learn to do one thing better, learn to listen to God, it would change everything, and God will direct you and protect you through that. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took with him two of his young men and his son Isaac. He split wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place God had told him about. And on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw in the place in the distance. Then Abraham said to his young man, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there to worship. Then we will come back to you. Now, embedded in this story uh, are, are the details of the gospel. This is an amazing story that we can flesh out. And if you, if you know this story, Abraham goes and he takes his son Isaac and he's about to sacrifice him and God provides a substitute, a ram caught in the thicket, which is a picture of our salvation in Christ. The mountain range that Abraham is going up, Moriah, would be uh, the same mountain range where Jesus would be crucified in Golgotha. What's my point? There's just so many things that we can jump off and look at this story, and it's just an amazing story full of so many truths. One of the things that Abraham says, Abraham says, he tells his servants, I'm gonna take the boy, we're gonna go over and worship, and we're gonna come back. Abraham believes that God has the power to resurrect his son. So all those things are amazing things, and we could spend hours talking about them, but I wanna talk about one thing. Abraham knew that this was God's voice and he responded to it. I want to, in my life, I want to be able to really hear and differentiate, differentiate Excuse me, between all the voices in my life and learn to hear from God. So let, let's talk about it today just for, for a few minutes. How could you really develop some active listening skills? Because being a great leader, I hear so many things. Men are challenged to be great leaders, and all of us, women, challenged to lead in, in, in their life. But leading starts with listening. Because think about this just a little bit. If you don't know where God's telling you to go, you can't lead. I mean, it's gonna, you're going to lack direction, and there's going to be a lot of pain. And, and think about this. If you could look back, certainly for me, 
I can look back on my life and see a lot of the painful experiences, a lot of the long journeys in my life, and a lot of frustrations in my life where I was trying to lead. And the mistake was this, I hadn't clearly heard, heard from God. I set out striving on my, with my own plan, hearing these other voices, and I brought everybody with me in my family and, and really brought them through some things that they probably never had to go through. And so if I would have learned better how to listen to the voice of God, would have protected me from, from that. I would also say just a quick reminder that God still wants to speak to his children. Do you believe that? Do you believe that today, that God is still actively engaged in speaking to you? Do you believe this? God has a word for you. God has a plan. God has purpose that he wants to speak to you. Jeremiah 33, 3 is a great verse that we're familiar with. It says, call to me and I'll answer you. I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. God wants to tell that. So that gets me excited. Is it you? But I've got to learn how to listen to those things. And so I can't lead if I don't know where I'm going. But uh, how can I develop these active listening skills? Let's look at four quick things today that, that I think are super practical. And these will make a difference because uh, think about this. There's a lot of static. And there's, uh, there's always, I want to say this, this may be frustrating. There's always going to be some static on the line as we learn to listen to God. We're just never going to just hear with perfect clarity. There's going to be some static. But I think the static can be less and less and we can hear God's voice better and better in our life. I think the first thing I would say is if you want to really reduce static in your life, you want to learn to listen to God, you want to hear God's voice better, you have to do this. You have to understand that confession brings clarity. Confessing sin will reduce the static on the line. If I'm confessing sin in my life, then I'm going to be able to hear God's voice better. I never will forget, uh, a couple years ago, I'm a big college football fan. I love the University of Tennessee. You, you, you guys know that. Some of you like that, some of you don't. But uh, I was asked to do a wedding and it was on the first game of the season, the first UT football game of the season. I was so excited, and I, and, and I was going to do, do this wedding, and it was way out in the country. It was a, a long way, a couple hours away, and it was in the middle of nowhere, and it was right at kickoff. So I get done with the wedding, and I'm, I'm getting back into my, into my car, and uh, I'm, I'm, I've got the radio kind of tuned in to a station that, that was carrying the game, but I could not hear it. And I knew if uh, the closer I got home, the, the, my reception would increase and I could hear the game more. And so I'm just barely hearing the game, but I'm just barreling back toward the house because I want to get closer and closer because the closer I got, the less the static was and, and the more I was able to hear and understand. And, and I want to tell you something. That's what confession will do. Just agreeing with God about known sin in your life. One of the byproducts of that is you're going to be able to hear the voice of God better. And don't you want that? Listen to Isaiah 59. Look at this passage. Indeed, the Lord's hand is not too short to save. And his ear is not too deaf to hear, but your iniquities, or that sin, have built barriers between you and your God. Think about that. It's one of the things that sin does in the life of a believer. It puts barriers between myself and God. It puts static, if you will, on the line. And your sins have made him hide his face from you so that he does not listen. I say this, and it may be a little bit of a controversial statement, and some people may disagree with me, and it's a, I think it's true. I think silence from God can be a, can be a real form of judgment in our life. You know, that's because there's, there's such a blessing from hearing from God. But if I'm walking in, in known sin in my life and not confessing, that silence from God is really a judgment on that sin. So here's a bottom line truth. You might want to write this down. Sin in your life is the leading cause of static on the line. It just is. So confession brings clarity. Number two, you got to learn to turn down the volume uh, in your life. 
Um, I love coming up here. I've probably been coming up here for close to 30 years uh, in my life in, in northern Minnesota. And one of the things I love to do, I love to just to get up early and you can walk out here. You can hear the loons on the lake. It's, it's quiet. It's a chance for me to really unplug and relax. And we live in a loud culture, don't we? I mean, there are so many things going on in our culture and so many voices in our culture. And certainly with, with technology, there's so many great things about technology. I, I'm not anti-technology. But, but the idea of really having silence and solitude, it's just a lost art in our culture. And I want to say this, and this is just, this just is what it is. You will never hear clearly the voice of God until you turn down the volume in your life. It just will not happen, you know, with, without... Without silence and some solitude in our life, we're not going to hear the voice of God. That's why the scripture says, be still and know that I'm God. Because God speaks to us in this still and quiet voice, the scripture says. So I've got to learn to do that. I, I think we, we have a hard, hard time with that. You know, I, I'll give you, this is my opinion. You may disagree with this, and that's okay. Uh, this is kind of, maybe I might just say, uh, this might be a little pro tip for you. I think the father loves to speak to his children early in the morning, and late in the evening. I believe that. I think, I think those are prime times. If you're, if you're scouting, you know, sometimes we're, we're scouting wildlife and wildlife move early in the morning, they move late in the evening. But, but I think the times when I've heard more clearly from God have been early in the morning and they've been even late in the evening, even in the night. I, I used to make a habit, I need to get back into it, of just having a journal beside my bed because there's so many nights, even I'm waking up in the middle of the night and as I'm there and just the, the quietness of the night, that's when I hear from God. And one of the reasons why I think that is, is because I think those are the quietest times in our life, you know? So you've got to build that in. And even Jesus did that. Look at Mark 1, 35. It says, in rising, talking about the Lord, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. So that's a pro tip. God's going to speak early and late, and just having some quietness in your life. So could you ask this, whether you're you know 13 years old or 85 years old, how could you really incorporate more really quietness? How could you turn the volume down in your life a little bit? What are some adjustments that you could make? And you're never going to do that until you have a longing more to just hear from God. And some of you are in that place. I was talking to a great friend who's up here with me on this trip, and we haven't been together in years, and we have just uh, are out fishing. It's just great to be able to connect with an old buddy. We were talking about this yesterday about discipling. He disciples so many young men. It's just a cool, cool guy. We were talking, you know, just frustration about, you know, people that just seem stuck and, and just in these same patterns. And, you know, sometimes I, I think it's the truth of God's word that brings change. I think it's a trusted friend that brings change in our life. And sometimes we just have to go through a real difficult time in our life in order for us finally to say, you know what, I'm done. I want this more. But uh, unless you want to hear the voice of God more than all these other things, we'll never really turn the volume down. But when you start doing that, you'll begin to hear God's word more, or God's voice more, and that's exciting. Here's the third thing I would say. We'll move through this pretty quickly. I hope you're still hanging here with me. And I hope these are practical tips uh, that will help you be a better listener, develop these active listening skills from God. Tuning into God's voice means uh, this, that you're just daily in the word. Uh, and I, I know... Uh, yeah, you're saying, man, I'm glad I came and, and listened uh, to that because I've never heard that before. Certainly you've heard that before. This is just the fundamentals. And, and look what 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, a very uh, famous passage. All scriptures breathed out by God, God speaking, 
and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Everything you need, uh, the Word of God has. And so if you, if you, you want to hear the voice of God, listen, if you're not in the Word, you're not going to hear from God. Uh, that's the truth. And everybody wants to hear a voice. I, I think we have to stop asking to hear a voice and just start looking for a verse. You understand the difference between that? Because many times the reason we say is, I, I don't hear God speaking on this issue. Many times the reason we don't hear God speak is because He already has. Does that make sense? He already has in His Word. And if I'm not disciplined enough in my life, right, to be here in the Word of God, God is not obligated to speak on something that He's, he's already spoken on. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's a helpful thing. Let, let's look at the fourth thing today, and we'll, we'll come to a close. And I, I hope this is a little bit helpful for you. I think, you're, I think you have to be willing to put your yes on the table. That's just one of these core values for us at New Vision. Let's put our yes on the table. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why Abraham heard so clearly the voice of God, because Abraham is just immediately willing to obey. You know, whatever God asked him to do, Abraham's yes was already on the table. And that's a cliche that we use at New Vision, and we use it a lot, but it's certainly true. And it's very important. Uh, this, is a, this is a tough statement, and I've kind of wrestled with this. I was writing this a couple mornings ago, and I want to throw this out and uh, let you chew on it just a little bit. If you aren't willing to obey, I don't think God's obligated to speak right? I, I think many times we want to hear God's voice, but I think before we're going to hear God's voice, I think we have to go ahead and say, Lord, my yes is on the table. Uh, whatever it is that, that you want to say to me, Lord, I, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to obey. I, I'm going to, I'm not going to be in a posture of obedience. Lord, my yes is on the table. It is yes. And many times we think, I don't know why I'm, I'm not hearing the voice of God. It could just be that we just, we just have a posture in, in, in our life of just, you know, just being willfully disobedient to perhaps what it is that God wants. Um, the other thing I would say uh, is the Father, the Father loves to talk about His work, right? Let, let, let me flesh that out to you a little bit. There's certain topics, if you throw them out to me, uh, man, I'm going to talk your ear off, right? If you want to start talking about smallmouth fishing in, in, in the north, I will talk your ear off. I will tell you story after story after story. And everybody in your life, you, you may even have somebody in your life that's just really a quiet person, but you know the one thing that, that they love. Maybe it's a, it's a grandfather and he doesn't talk much. If you start talking about NASCAR, man, he will talk your ear off. Whatever it is, everybody kind of has those issues. But let me tell you something about our father. He loves to talk about his work. And what is his work? It's redeeming the lives of men, women, and, and, and boys and girls. And so, listen, if, you're, if you want to hear from God, I think it's important to say, Lord, who is it that you're working on around me? I challenge you to do that. Just like I'm challenging you to turn the volume down, reduce some static by confessing, being in the Word on a daily basis. This is just a real practical thing. If you will ask this, I believe you'll start hearing from God. God, today, who is it that you're at work on? When, when I say this, I want to be very clear. What do I mean by who you're at work on? Listen, there are people around you right now that don't have a relationship with Jesus. I, I, I'm here today, and we're here uh, uh, you know, a thousand miles away from, from home, 
And it's interesting, the conversations just with guys that I've never met, two conversations in the last two days of guys who uh, don't know Jesus, are living apart from Jesus, and one of them just yesterday just opening up about a major medical issue in his life and really struggling, and, and, and Brad and I were with him, and we were just able to just talk a little bit and, 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 and share the gospel with, with him. Listen, and that's not, to, that's not to build me up. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you want to hear from God, ask him about his work. That's one of these triggers, I think, that allows you to begin to hear the voice of God. God, who is it around me that you're, you're working on in my life? You know, I think one of the things that we have to avoid is we have to avoid this sort of crisis hotline approach to God. Most of the time, and most of the time we go to him when we're in a crisis and, and we, we sort of lack some clarity. God, I don't know if I, I need to take this guy. I got to make a decision about this job that's out there or, or whatever. There's a crisis going on in our life where I should go to school or, uh, you know, should I see this doctor, not see this doctor? Now, we haven't really talked to the Lord in a long time and we want him to come through in a crisis. And so we have, we kind of have this crisis hotline approach. And that's just not going to breed a lot of clarity in your life. But if you're talking to him about his work and learning to hear from him as he's, as he's communicating with you, then in these times of crisis, we're going to have even greater clarity. I promise you that. Um, you know, the last thing I would say, and perhaps uh, something that's so important, I think believers probably more than any other issue uh, struggle with lack of assurance of salvation. I, I, I know some of you say, well, I don't. I don't struggle with that. And I think that that's great. Not everybody does. I'm not saying everybody does, but a lot of people do. One of the things that will help you is, is when you hear the voice of God, when God speaks to you, it will assure you that you're a child of God. Listening to God as he gives you direction, if he gives you encouragement through the Holy Spirit, that's going to remind you that you're a child of God. That's one, that's, that's one of the great benefits of listening to the voice of God. Look at John 8, 47. We'll put this up on the screen. Who, whoever is of God hears the word of God. The reason why you do not, hear, do not hear them is that you're not of God. So listening to God when God speaks to you, it's a, it's a reminder that you're a child of God. Look at John 10, 27. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So when we hear the voice of God, it is a great reminder that we are a child of God. You know, and maybe you would say today as you're listening to that, you've been kind of checking in and out to this, uh, you know, this message. I get that. I, I, can't, I can't listen to somebody talk for 30 minutes. But something is, is, is kind of going on in your mind and perhaps your heart right now. You'd say, you know what, I, I don't. I don't know that I've ever heard the voice of God. I don't know that God's ever spoken to me. I don't know that just in my mind or in my heart, I've, I've heard from God. And, you know, that could be a trigger to maybe open your eyes that you've never surrendered to Christ as Savior and Lord because one of the byproducts of being a child of God is that He's speaking to you. And so maybe even today, we're going to put something up on the screen in just a moment, a next step for you. If you'd like to talk to somebody about what it means to be in relationship with God so that we can hear from God, be forgiven by God, we'd love to spend some time uh, talking to you. But for those of you who are believers, and, and really especially dads today on Father's Day, as we think about these really four principles and and really learning to be a, an active listener, which one probably most applies to you? You know, is it just a, that confession that uh, could breed some, some clarity in your life? Could it be that, that you need to turn the volume down um, in your life just a little bit? Just so many voices, uh, so much business. Could, could it be that, you know what, you, it's just been a long time since you've been in the Word of God, and God is not going to speak on something to you that He's already spoken of in His Word. I think that's really an important principle. 
I think those things can be super, super helpful for you. And more than anything else on this Father's Day, I don't want to load guys down, dads down with a lot of things that are going to weigh them down and they leave this message with with a lot of guilt and, and a lot of shame. I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge myself to really be a better listener and learn like Abraham to hear the voice of God and then respond in obedience. And I tell you what, the sky's the limit when that happens. I mean, your family, your marriage, your career, every facet of your life can come alive in amazing ways because you can't lead if you don't know where you're going. Can I pray for you? Father, thank you for this time. Thank you that you speak to us. And Lord, today, I pray you'd help us to hear your voice like never before, to reduce the static in our lives and hear your voice speaking into us, into the details of our life. We pray you'd begin to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching again to Dad's Happy Father's Day. For those of you who want to talk with someone about a spiritual decision, you have all the information you need right there on that screen just to let folks follow up with you. God bless you. I love you. Look forward to seeing you next week.